Okay, okay, okay. We'll just start, we'll just start ad-libbing. We're back with a very sexy and fun topic, which is attraction. We talk about the different types of attraction, our own opinions on attraction. And we're just gonna go detailing all the tenets that are at the basis of human attraction. This is why you fancy your crush. I was gonna say what makes us horny, but that's that's not even it. <laughs> we are gonna get into why we love and appreciate the beauty of humans. And we'll we'll do some sidebars into our own um, dating histories in order to reveal some case studies about what attraction looks like in our own two lives. So stay tuned if you want to hear about our dating successes and our dating not so successes. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're struggling today. We're okay, on this t- We're on two very different wavelengths, but <laughs> The wavelength is a circle, so I feel like we are actually on the same level. <laughs> we circled around. We've re- yeah. returned to each other. Um, th- today, I'm like kind of like <laughs> not scared, not scared, but just a little bit like I have no idea what I'm about to say in this episode. So Yeah, the episode topic plus us not having a real plan is really a recipe for something interesting. <laughs> it was also your birthday yesterday. Was my birthday? Happy birthday! How old did Aging you turn? Aging is so fun. A lady never tells. <laughs> A lady never tells. Um, I'll tell then. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm getting up to the age where I no longer have my um free museum pass in France. So Oof. that's the one part that sucks. But you know, I'm loving adulthood. So yeah. Wonderful stuff. And you had yeah. a nice day with your parents. I had a great day. My parents were in France. We did lots of museum hopping. It was just a good time overall. I got Stunning. a book. I have to tell you about this. <laughs> Favorite gift. Wait, wait, wait. Give me one second. I'm going to put the mic down so I can show you actually. Okay. I got a book. It's called Snail World. Oh, perfect. And it's... It's published by Broccoli, uh, which is a magazine, mm-hmm. and the authors are Aaliyah Morawski and Sam Copeland. And, you know, it's just all about life in the slime light. Um, it's just like it's, – it's just they, – they've made little sets, like miniature sets for – the snails and there's some frogs as well. So, so sometimes it's not snails, sometimes it's frogs, but it's just, you know, snails doing their own thing. This one's my favorite that the snails are playing Twister. <laughs> this is so up your alley. It's so I saw it online and I and I showed it to Esther and she was like, Oh my god, you need it. But at the time I was like, No, I can't spend money on things like this. And um, and so she got it for me for my birthday. Cute, very cute. Yeah, it was lovely. Birthday was lovely. One of the best, 
one of the best birthdays in a while. And Aww. the party continues on. I'm having like a birthday party later this week. So I know you're having your birthday party on the night that I'm having my goodbye party. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> do you have any where are you where are you going to do your your goodbye party? So originally I was thinking house party, but we got complaints mm-hmm. from birthdays that we've thrown. So and also Tragic. I wanted yeah, I wanted to invite a lot of people. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm we're doing it we're starting at this bar in Soho called Garlic and Shots and they have a 100 shots, 100 different shots all <gasps> for about like 3 2 3 pounds each. Oh so super God. cheap. That's um, great. And it's just super fun. It's like half Italian restaurant, half like voodoo emo bar <laughs> it Hence doesn't add up and shots yeah yeah exactly but so starting there and then we're going to an 80s night at this like indie venue Love. in east london called the moth club which if i'm honest my ideal night out is on is not 80s it would probably be like tw- the 2010s yeah well, I would say a 2000s night is the ideal, yeah. but I would gladly go to an 80s night. I mean, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think the vibes no, will be yeah. incredible. It'll it'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it'll just be a good a good goodbye. I yeah. <gasps> <laughs> should we should we jump in? Should we, yeah. should we go for it? I feel Let's like we're going to have it. a lot of I feel like we're going to have a lot of tangents yeah. in this Let's episode. Let's see. Let's see where we land. Um so where we're starting at least <laughs> in the words of Celine Dion. Shall we go for it? <laughs> Do you remember that video? No, I don't. Oh my god, it wasn't even Celine Dion. It was Ariana Grande impersonating Celine oh, Dion. Oh my god. Um, anyway. I do not know that, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to send me that video. I will. But, it's Ariana Grande on Jimmy Kimmel. No, Jimmy Fallon. Okay, doing wow. We're really. It's easy to mix up the Jimmys. Um. So yeah, what are we talking about today? What we're talking about is we're talking about the psychology of attraction, which we have yes. been wanting to talk about for a hot second, and we're finally doing it. We're doing it, and. Of course, to prepare today, I didn't. I didn't. Um, but I went to Sparknotes, not sponsored by Sparknotes, but just love a Sparknotes to, you know, go over kind of psychology 101 of attraction. Is there a Sparknotes for that? <laughs> of course, there's a Sparknotes for it. There's a Sparknotes for like every subject. You know, like I think every AP subject has like Sparknotes attached okay. to it. Okay. I thought it was just for like fictional novels. No. Oh no. Oh no. You have not tapped into the potential of spark notes. I guess not. Okay. But, tell me tell me what you found. Yeah. So um mainly there are what we had talked about ahead of this episode were the kind of four or five elements, base baseline elements of attraction. So I thought we could kind of go through each one of those and and reflect 
and we're going to um, just hit the ground running with physical attractiveness <laughs> because okay. that is one of the the baseline elements, as you would expect, of, <laughs> of attractiveness is what that person looks like. Yeah, so definitely. I am so curious because I am um, sadly only attracted to one gender and don't get to experience the, the breadth and depth of society. Uh, so I wanted to hear <laughs> from now on, I'm not bisexual. I am experiencing the breadth and depth of society. <laughs> That's so <You> stunning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I wanted to know, like, do you find, cause I, I, I will say the people that I talk to who are bisexual have different things that they like in men versus women, or sometimes they kind of like the same vibe in general, but I wanted to know. Do you have yeah. things that you're attracted to in men that you're not in women or vice versa? Yeah, it's definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, are we we're sticking to physical attraction right now? Right. Or, yes, we're sticking to okay. physical attractiveness. Although, I mean, let's be real. You, we'll we'll go on tangents, but yeah, we definitely will. I think physical attraction is the one that I honestly feel the least. Like, mm. I don't have celebrity crushes because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can recognize someone as a good-looking person, but I am not necessarily attracted to them unless mm-hmm. I get a sense of some of the other characteristics of attraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. if we're thinking about, like, physical types, I don't usually st- – I honestly don't stick to these either. But if we're yeah. talking about my ideal, ideal person, mm-hmm. they would be tall. Tall is a big one. Um, my height, at least, mm-hmm. and I'm like five nine, almost five ten. Mm-hmm. So, I know that's the opposite for you. Yeah, <laughs> complete opposite. <laughs> the shorter, the better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. I have a few female friends who are also into women who are tall. This is so niche. <laughs> who are tall, bl- curly haired blondes who are into short women. <laughs> um a little bit creepy Kimia. <laughs> you just said copy paste with your friends just yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> it's it's funny how that works <laughs> um but yeah I think I feel a little bit replaced right now <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and one other person don't worry <laughs> but yeah I think tall usually dark hair but mm-hmm. With women, it's just honestly any beautiful woman who's tall. I will. I'm so into them. But yeah, usually brown hair. With women, oh, so there you go. It, with you like tall regardless of gender. Yeah, I like tall and brown hair and prominent mm-hmm. eyebrows and blue eyes regardless of gender. But I've been branching Sexy. out more because I have this theory that people with blue eyes are toxic. <laughs> with brown hair and blue eyes, um, okay. are toxic. Okay. Um, I also. In men, I love a nice ginger brown hair, like ginger brown, middle part, kind of wavy, kind of long, not like long, long, but like mm-hmm. a full head of hair. Yeah, you can kind of style it. Yeah. And in women, my type has been described as like hotter versions of myself. Um, <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> well, it's who, been just. Dis- who said that? 
I said that about myself. I said that about myself. Um, It has been said by me that I'm into people who are hotter than me. Uh, But yeah, that that's that's. I think that's as far as I can go in terms of people who I'm attracted to. Like if I saw someone walking down the street and that's what they looked like, I would be like, okay, I'm into them. But if you've seen the people Mm -hmm. I've made out with, they all look different. If you've seen the people that I've done more with, they also all look different. So yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not the whole type thing always gets me too. I mean, it's such a it's such a weird thing to have like. On principle, I'm attracted to this, but in reality, see, that's why I say my only true type is shorter than me because it does track with most of the people I've dated um, or like, you know, been linked to. <laughs> uh, but I will say that there there have been like literally only like two notable cases, I think, that I've ever been with people who were taller than me and I I I don't like it. I don't like looking up to people. It, it's it's too scary. I want to look down. On <laughs> oh. Which is it sounds really bad, but no, it's just like I don't like looking up. I also just like a compact person. You know, I like someone who is just like fun size, you know? Fun size. Yeah. I love it. I love also like there are like some except few exceptions. But I do like kind of as opposite from me as possible in terms of Yeah, that's a good way of putting that. I know exactly what you mean. And that is a good way of putting that. And it's not that, yeah, because it's not that my exes look the same at all, but they all look very different than me, you know? And so it, it usually follows the pattern of like, they're usually brunettes. They usually have darker eyes. They usually have darker complexions. They usually are. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually have more curves than I do. That's just that's just what I happen to be, you know, have you ever have you ever dated an American? I don't think you have. Have you? (laughs) Not once. (laughs) Wait. Have I even like have I even gone out on a, a first date with an American? <laughs> wow. I don't think so. That's fair. I've the only I've never dated an American man. I've only dated American mm-hmm. women. Yeah, American men, I think you could probably steer clear from probably for the rest of yeah, your life. I be feel okay. like that would be that's the goal, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I do love I do love to mix it up and and not date people that are of my nationality. Um, that's great, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's not like a, a, a particular thing that I seek out. But uh, I mean, I've been living here for the last almost three years. So it's it's lent itself towards no Americans being in my dating pool. But yeah, we'll but see. I, also, I think that's so positive, yeah. though, because I think you're really good at like you love difference and I think that shows mm-hmm. how open-minded you are and not a lot of people can say that you know I get yeah. me saying that I go for people who look like me <laughs> but yeah I think that it's so great that you're open to cultural differences and stuff like that like when people mm-hmm. 
are appreciative and eager to learn more about like Iranian culture. I find that mm-hmm. so attractive. I'm like, yes, let me let me talk yes. my shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are what's the next type of attraction that we could have? Okay, well, this is this goes along with um, I I want to know what you think about this. It's so interesting because I feel like the reality is very different, but there is something called the matching hypothesis, which proposes that people tend to pick partners who are about equal in levelness of, of attractiveness to themselves. So like you're, you usually date someone who is generally in the same league as you, but I don't know. In reality, I've seen that not be the case, uh, <laughs> but I've also seen that be the case. Like I would say I know a lot of people who are dating people who like you know, they're good looking, their partner's good looking or, you know, just that are kind of, I don't know. Every so often you see, yeah, you generally see not, not to, not to shame, but you generally see like hot girls dating guys that you're just like, um, what? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, I've also heard that with friends Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking about that with my friends a couple weeks ago. We were all like, we're so hot. <laughs> um, not like that because everyone's British and would never speak like that. But that was the vibe. Um, yeah. And I think I I agree to a certain extent because I think maybe physical attraction is not the main component in a relationship. True. Maybe it's people just seeking validation, mm-hmm. you know, and digging deeper but I wonder what the caveats are like is that just for healthy and compatible relationships or is that Mm. like you know because I feel like people enter relationships for different reasons for sure yeah and there's also like your personal opinion you know we there's people who other people think are hot that I don't think are hot and it's so true it's such it's like the biggest subjective marker ever because there are people yeah that I think are just like incredible looking and my friends will be like oh like they're fine or you know people that they think are hot that I don't see it you know yeah yeah do you think people on love island are hot um there's always like maybe one or one or two that I'm just like oh yeah I think that they're good looking but it is a very specific type of look like British I don't know yeah yeah yeah. no no no, you're so right yeah even if they're even if they're not you know completely done up makeup and uh you know body enhancements it is just a very specific look um and yeah usually there's at least one that I think oh that person's good looking but on the whole are do I think they're like the hottest people on earth no but I do think that that's like they want people that are like relatable hot you know what I mean yeah, no, I was just curious because I feel like that look never sits right with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I saw them out, I wouldn't feel drawn to them in any way. But I know yeah. that they're on there to be eye candy type thing. But I also wonder if that – I don't know. I'm I'm going to ask you now. What do you think about – um? the idea that we pick partners who are at our level of attractiveness. I think it is generally true. 
very generally. Okay. But I think that you were right in saying that because physical attractiveness is not the only part of attractiveness and because it's not fully based in how you think the other person looks, I think that that lends itself to people dating all sorts of people, whether they're, you know, quote unquote right. in their league or outside of their league or whatever. I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. What do I you think? think? A- <laughs> I already said what I think. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I, I have more to say. I always have more to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it would be very unsatisfactory to only date based on physical attraction. Mm-hmm. which I have done um, and can confirm it was unsatisfactory. But yeah. then there's also if you go for someone who you're not attracted to physically, but you get along really well with, that's also unsatisfactory. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's it's a, I, it's I just know. one component, but it is a big component, I think. It definitely is. And I remember I was seeing someone who I wasn't attracted to um and I can't even say I really got along well with him he just liked me and I was like (laughs) all right um and one of my friends was like you deserve to be with someone who you're attracted to yeah damn really (laughs) yeah yeah you mean it Um, I think but yeah I'm all always in kind of shock and this is probably because I didn't date until I was nearly 20 years old I, I just don't, I don't know how people do that, but I think that just that's my own experience that I've – first of all, I, I find a lot of women attractive. Second of all, I don't date that many people. So the people that I end up dating yeah. generally are the people that I think are attractive. And I didn't go through that period where I think maybe – if I was 16 years old and in a school where there was like one other gay girl or something, you know what I mean? I probably would have dated them just because like if someone really likes you, then you feel more attracted to them. So if someone that I didn't think was particularly attractive expressed a lot of attraction to me, I probably could be swayed, you know? That's 100% me as well. Like Mm -hmm. the idea that someone's demonstrating interest. I think it probably goes back to dopamine, honestly. Like it probably just hits my brain in some way <laughs> that I'm like, ooh, yeah, I like this. Yeah. And then yeah. it gets um it gets a bit misconstrued, mm-hmm. shall we say. For um, sure. Yeah, I think I remember we were talking about people liking us, not specifically us, but like when someone likes you, the idea that they're another option kind of mm-hmm. opens your mind to that possibility. Yes. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's such a, sh- it's, it's a shame because you do want to act on it and you're like, oh yes, give me more attention. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you don't want to be a shitty person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it is. Sorry. Keep no, going. No. I just I think just it's. Gonna... Oh. <laughs> Or I just mess. think it's funny. You go. You go. My dear. <laughs> Stop repeating me. I think that... What do I think? <laughs> I, I... 
Yeah. I think that it's just, it's easy to be overcome by the other elements of attraction that you might be with someone who you end up thinking, oh, is this the person I'm most physically attracted to? Maybe, maybe not. So I think that it's, I, I definitely, just because I haven't experienced it firsthand doesn't mean I don't understand why it, it happens and happens, uh, n- you know, not infrequently. Um, but because we were talking about reciprocity, I think I'll, I'll go back to that element as our kind of n- the next element, um, yeah. which is just that people tend to like people who reciprocate or, you know, show interest. Yeah. And I just sure. think that that's really fascinating because I'm wondering where it comes from. Like, I think potentially it's an evolutionary thing. Um, potentially it's a dopamine thing. And I'm just, I'm just curious. Do we have examples of, of that happening? Um, oh, I have so many <laughs> examples of that happening to me, mm-hmm. um, which I will not share. But um, I think it's interesting that you bring up evolution because I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't even considered the evolutionary aspect of attraction and how you literally had to be attracted to people to survive at one Mm -hmm. point. So if you think that someone's attracted to you or you know that someone's attracted to you, you realize that that might be your ticket to getting out alive and having kids and stuff. So Mm -hmm. makes sense. But also... esteem nowadays i think it is a great self-esteem booster which always feels nice Mm -hmm, definitely and my point on reciprocity my my big question because i think this is talking a lot more generally beyond attraction and kind of going into sexuality and, and gender roles but i think that what I've heard from a lot of queer women, because I have a lot of queer women friends and probably more so women who are attracted to multiple genders rather than lesbians who struggle to date women because they struggle to express that interest. And yeah. so I think when you block off, you you don't let yourself give interest and therefore you block the reciprocity because someone doesn't know you know what I mean um it's it it can be difficult to date in that sense because you just might not know who's attracted to you and then you don't have that level um that level of attraction so I, I would wonder what you would think about this as well yeah I think it I think as women in general and by extension queer people Mm-hmm. anyone who is attracted to anyone outside of the gender binary and stuff like that mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. everyone knows what I think and where I stand so I'll yeah. just stick to girls to make it simple mm-hmm. also because it's my experience yeah <laughs> so, um but you know you're not really supposed to show desire you're not really supposed to show anything the idea is that like the boys chase you and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so you're not really brought up knowing how to demonstrate interest because mm-hmm. you're just supposed to have a good demeanor and be polite mm-hmm. and sit there quietly and blah 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 blah. This is where I actually think it's super interesting where cultural differences come in and this was something I learned very recently. And I don't know if it's unique to this culture specifically, but I have a friend who is dating a Norwegian man and in Norway 
dating is quite different than we experience it in America or probably the UK even, where there's a heavy expectation on the women to make the first move. It's, I think maybe it's a sort of progressive thing where men don't, you know, don't want to come across as creeps and don't want to be predatory, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the practical implications are, but generally what my friend was telling me was that women are supposed to kind of take on the charge of expressing interest and then the man is kind of expected to follow up. But she went on, I think, the first date with her her now boyfriend and she kind of came away with it being like, oh, I don't know if there were really any vibes there. He wasn't really being forward in expressing his interest. And she learned later because he also kind of was aware of this cultural difference and thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't express the kind of interest that she was probably expecting. So I think that's super cool. And I have no idea if that's kind of a pan Scandinavian thing or if it's just a Norwegian thing, but it's just, it's just fascinating to kind of see how, how dating culture differs so widely. Um, and tell me, tell me a bit about your experience and if you feel like you are comfortable making the first move or if you oh, yeah. tend to wait for women to come to you. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I've like very much kind of had to learn and still am learning because obviously I'm a very like conscientious person. I would I don't ever show explicit desire to someone like upon yeah. first or second or third meeting, you know, it, it it's like, okay, I'm going to kind of gauge where the interest is. And so mm. it it is a bit of a hindrance can be sometimes because then you just look like you're taking things passively. Mm-hmm. So in, uh, in certain situations, I've kind of waited for the other person to make their desire no- known before I would um, – before yeah. I would pursue. But I'm starting I, – I, I think hopefully – I'm kind of learning and shifting and, you know, growing I mean, and developing. it's also hard with dating women because you never really know. And some, especially coming from a historically women's college where it was safe mm-hmm. to assume that most people were gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the real world, it's a little bit In the real to world, no, no one's gay in the real world. I know. No <laughs> one's gay in the real world. And in London, everyone looks gay and then oh. no one is. Oh, God. That's just a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really and there's, funny, I, yeah. I, I, I'm having a hard time forming coherent thoughts about this because I really don't know what like an ideal way to express interest in a non I don't know I don't know I think the thing is expressing interest is taboo no matter what at least in terms of I don't know I feel like guys can do it easily but Mm -hmm. as a girl and as a queer person you again you don't want to make the people you don't want to make the people uncomfortable Mm-hmm. But if there was less of a taboo and you could just express interest and have someone say yes or no. Yeah. And then take that as gospel and then yeah. don't never either never bother them again or pursue something. I yeah. guess if, if dating and hooking up and expressing interest were not as were not taken as personally 
as they are maybe For it would sure. be a little bit different but yeah I mean I take ev- everything personally so I oh, can't really yeah. I'm not like speaking <laughs> I'm not putting myself above anyone here yeah yeah but yeah I don't know it, it, yeah. it's tricky it's tricky mm-hmm. going back to the psychology thing um I think that it if if like I'm putting myself in your shoes. Like if you're attracted to men and you get rejected by a man, men's attraction, looking at it, you know, from a a psychological perspective is generally a lot more tied to the physical aspects than it is tied to the other aspects of attractiveness. Now that's not to say that they don't consider all the above. And I don't, I I wish I could cite the sources, but look, I'm just looking at the spark notes for this one. But (laughs) I, I mean, I I believe it. Everyone says, you know, men are more visual creatures, let's yeah. say. So yeah. let's say as a general rule, which means that if you get rejected, you're like, what's wrong with what's wrong with the way I look? You know, like you you yeah. take it. It's it's easier to take personally and not write it off as, oh, we're just not similar enough or something. It, it's easy yeah. to say, like, they're not a, they're not attracted to me physically, whereas um, women don't base their attraction as much on the solely physical aspects. So a rejection is more of, oh, there's a vibe that's just not vibing. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's there's something that's just not clicking and it doesn't mean that they think I'm horrible looking, you know, or they it's it's not just based on my physical appearance. So I think it might make it easier in that aspect to say, oh, if I get rejected by a woman, Mm-hmm. nothing against me particularly in the way I look yeah just oh, could be something I love, else I love being a woman like that you'd see so much love and you see so much beauty in the world that men don't see in other people it's so I mean for the most part for the most part have but, you yeah, seen those just... tiktoks that are like that are um <laughs> interviews with like frat boys and it's like name three women that you look up to that are not your family members and they're just like uh scarlett johansson <laughs> like oh my god literally oh. it is tragic it is tragic That's... some of them some of them do get some good uh inspirational women but man these these men these men do not know their history but they are frat bros so we have to we have to take that with a grain of salt yeah we do we do <laughs> um what's next so what's next so we we went over reciprocity we went over physical attractiveness proximity is one that i think when i was studying psychology in high school it just blew my mind that yeah that's an aspect of whether you're attracted to someone or not so it will say obviously i mean part of it is kind of a no-brainer which is that if you are close to someone and see them more often there is more chance that you're you will have to be attracted to them rather than someone yeah. who you've never met. But there's something that's called the mere exposure effect, which refers to people's tendency to be attracted to novel stimuli, which is like new things in your in your perception right. when they encounter them repeatedly. So that's to say, like if there's a new person and you're seeing them a lot, you're like, ooh, who's this? You know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's interesting. Uh, when we were talking about your coworkers cheating on their spouses oh with the, my the office party, I was yeah. like, 
attraction 101 proximity <laughs> i think honestly you could probably even take my <laughs> my ex relationship <laughs> as an example for that um yeah i think well yeah hmm <laughs> mm. But I think another thing with proximity is that you have more chances to find things attractive about them. You know what I mean? Like you can see more dimensions of their personality and you can just kind of, I don't know, see them in different, even literal lights, like different (laughs) shadows. In the very literal sense of it, you can see them in in different lights. Like yeah. if someone saw me with a light right above my forehead, they might not think I'm attractive, but maybe if I was like backlit or something, yeah. I'd be like, ooh, a shadow. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? Um, so I I wonder, do you think that it's actual proximity and the repeated exposure? Or do you think that there's a mediation going on there or some sort of like correlation effect? Well, Yes, and I think that I, when I was reading this, I was like wondering when did they come up with this theory? When did they come up with the the tenets of attractiveness? Because now, does seeing someone on your telephone? Why did I say telephone? Like, does seeing <laughs> someone? <laughs> now does like seeing someone's instagram count as proximity because you may not be seeing them face to face but they are you are interacting with them on a on a visual level um and i would say that probably counts i mean i I think so too because i mean when you are like kind of like someone Mm -hmm. and you start stalking their instagram yeah you know that kind of can become obsessive Yes, of course. So I I think that that actually the proximity probably branches out to are you seeing this person? Are you interacting with this person? Do you have, you know, visual representations of this person in your life, whether or not you are in physical geographical proximity to them? Because, I mean, obviously there are people in long-term relationships that may have started online or may have started – because they saw each other a couple of times and maintained contact um, yeah, yeah, in a I've digital space. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I've, I definitely have had that. And like my attraction for that person grew over the time and mm-hmm. we were not seeing each other physically. So yeah. I definitely believe that. And I think that is a great question and answer that you yeah, I, I mean, I, and then I, answered. I, I think it's interesting because obviously there's tons of studies done on how the digital space uh, affects how we think, how we behave. But I don't know a lot about the research on attraction and specifically like digital attraction. I I think it would be fascinating to kind of do a deep dive and maybe maybe I'll do a bit of research and attach some studies in our show notes because we didn't come prepared today. No, with any uh, peer-reviewed studies. No, it's just but not you know that what? kind of episode. <laughs> we have our own experiences and we do. We're putting them on blast. <laughs> um so how do you how do you feel like dating apps play into 
attraction because there is kind of just physical attraction but i don't know about you when i'm like scrolling and stuff there's mm. there's other vibes as well like sometimes mm. I, just, I can't even put a finger on it like it's not even yeah. their comedy but something about them i'm like ooh, yeah. yeah 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 i think it's super interesting i think it's very strange that dating apps have become our complete new norm and that it's almost it, it, in in a matter as as well of like a decade, less than a decade. Less than it a decade, It went from yeah. something that was sort of taboo, online dating was not a thing that people did on a regular basis to that is what dating looks like across the board now. Yeah. I think that you're right that you can probably gather the perception beyond looks based on something that is simply like a 2d picture and i think it's making us very like in a way it's just changing how our brains work yeah it's also interesting because oh i don't know how i'm gonna form this thought but i don't know sometimes you'll match with someone who you don't find who you don't who you don't have an immediate attraction to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you'll be talking and then you'll go on a date and by you i mean me (laughs) (laughs) and by you and you'll (laughs) and you will come out of it and be like hmm you know but you already have this established proximity yeah good conversation like even on the date good conversation so you're like oh i'll give it a stop me please so then you're like oh i'll give it another shot <laughs> see okay so you give people more than one shot i uh, i will say um my dating apps have led me the wrong way at times and i'm sure that most people have this experience where you might be like kind of vibing just based on like pictures and the conversation that you're having on a dating app and one time i went out with someone and to be fair, it was like a, it was a bar that was quite loud, but mm-hmm. this person was so quiet. Like she was at basically a whisper level the entire oh time. And I was leaning forward the whole time and oh kept God. on saying, what, what, what? It was, it was so cringe. And I was just like, I I had to ghost. I had to ghost. I mean, yeah, that's fair. after a first date. I don't even think it should be called ghosting. You just are not following up. But yeah, um, I think that's fair. But uh, I just I was yeah. like, this is it's it's not going to work. I need you to speak at a normal volume. Like <laughs> that is that's a ne- that's a necessity. So I do feel that. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're fine for that. Yeah. Oh my god! Wait, sorry. Yeah, I forgot to tell you my wallet got stolen <laughs> i mean i saw on your b-reel what happened i'm oh, so sorry that's, it's okay that's I not thought fun. it would be i thought sorry this would have been a, such a better anecdote um at the beginning but yeah no i just got my bank just messaged me and was like <laughs> tfl transport for transport for london is trying to take money out of your account but your your account is frozen um anyway i was on a date and we were going back to his 
Mm-hmm. And it was like a, a not a, I mean, a long journey, but we had gotten through most of it. Mm-hmm. And we were on the train and then we got off and then we mm-hmm. got up to the top of the escalator and I was like, oh, my wallet's been nicked. It's gone. <laughs> and then they tried to use, they tried to, so I immediately noticed and uh, yeah. I told my mom, I was like, pause. I also had all my cards in there and I never, uh, one, I never go out with my wallet. I only take my ID and then use yeah. Apple Pay. Two, oh, smart, I yeah. usually don't have all of my cards in the same wallet, but made both those mistakes. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I called my mom and was like, pause my credit card. And then I paused all of my accounts that I had access to. And Did you have your driver's guy, license in there? Yes, I did. My no. ID's gone. And, no. Um, and, but yeah, the guy tried to u- use every single one of my cards to buy food. And I was like, damn it, maybe I should have left them unfrozen. <laughs> you know, it's not like he was buying oh extravagant God. things. Like I could have bought yeah. him a meal if he needed one time my dad's like credit card not even not even credit card physical physical credit card I think his like just account got hacked and they tried to buy like whatever thief was trying to buy it like bulk medical equipment like 15,000 um like stethoscopes or like not a stethoscope (laughs) what is the thing that like the heartbeat that you listen to what the stethoscope oh yeah 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 (laughs) I, so I was like, "What? <laughs> These thieves are really out here." Um, That's people are so funny. people are hacking away. Anyway, I'm sorry about the wall. That's that sucks. It's just it's okay. Sucks to get everything just, replaced. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about dates, and I was like, "Oh, I don't really have a bad date story." Yeah, I do. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> wallet got stolen. Oh, oh man. Yeah. No, it's good that you don't have bad date stories. I mean, I think everyone ha- has to have a couple to to just build character, you know? I don't think I do, but I think it's because I'm I'm there. <laughs> you are the bad date. People are coming away from the dates and they're like, <laughs> I was on a really bad date. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever had one person not ask to go on a second date. I've that's pretty impressive that's had... good statistics thank you thank you so much i'm not surprised though i'm not surprised i think you i i to be honest i think you'd be a great date i've i yeah i first dates are just so awkward but anyway the, we're getting so on a side side tangent dating is not about attraction well is it dating is dating is mostly about attraction but when, once you like get on that date then it's partially about attraction and partially about who you are as a person and uh, are you a good conversationalist? Like, That's also a good point. But to me, that is part of being attracted to someone is like mm-hmm. they have good conversation. They ask a lot of questions. They're mm-hmm. engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can list a long list. I can... <laughs> I can list a lot of characteristics that I find attractive in people more characteristics than physical characteristics I think Mm -hmm. which is why I always end up dating people that I'm not really physically attracted to and then it gets to like a couple months in and I'm like oh I'm kind of of (laughs) I kind of want to be attracted to the people I'm with but 
oops sorry yeah but then but then i feel like it makes it easier to get over people because then you're like oh i wasn't really attracted to them in the first place whereas if you date really hot people and then it or or you like even you know go out with someone who's really hot and then they don't want to text you back or whatever then you're like damn it they were so hot (laughs) one of the hardest one of the hardest things i've ever done is end things with someone that i was so attracted to like yeah and also not i we weren't compatible but we got along Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that was so sad yeah yeah that sucks it sucks when hot people aren't a match i know but then but then i posted a story that i'm leaving london and moving back and he was Mm -hmm. like why are you going (laughs) (laughs) you're thinking of me (laughs) you're on their minds oh my god yeah so that was really reassuring in a lot of ways (laughs) anyway uh where do we stand i don't even know how much we've recorded but um i think we've recorded a good amount but we still have what we really only have one aspect left oh which is similarity which goes along with what we were talking about what we were talking about of compatibility now compatibility doesn't it's not like interchangeable with similarity but no no i will say yeah so this is interesting because okay what it's saying on sparknotes.com is that People tend to pick partners who are similar to themselves in characteristics such as age, race, religion, social class, personality, education, intelligence, and attitude. Hmm. This similarity is not seen just between romantic partners, but also between friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so some researchers suggested that similarity actually causes attraction. So it's like not just correlation, but <laughs> causation – don't um, I know it? <laughs> yeah. And then others acknowledge that people may be more likely to have friends and partners who are similar to themselves simply because of accessibility, because they associate with people who are similar mm. to themselves. So that makes sense. That I think I, I follow much more with that hypothesis that, you know, your dating pool is the people that you are around. So if you're not right. around people who are different from you, they are not in your dating pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think obviously for me, as previously discussed, <laughs> this is not something that is uh, is evident in my own life. I date people that are quite different than me. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it all seems very intertwined because Mm -hmm. if it's similarity based on who's in your dating pool, then it's also proximity, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's also Mm -hmm. probably reciprocity and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I, I agree. I think the, uh, I have this funny thing where Mm -hmm. in the past chain of people that I've dated, each one is kind of filling the void of the other person Mm-hmm. Like the things that I'm similar with in one person or the things that I wasn't similar with in that person mm-hmm. I looked for in the next person. In the next, yeah. And then in the next person and in the next person. So I definitely think similarity is huge, but I also think it means having things to talk about, you know? Yeah. I think being similar 
you know, I need someone who gets my jokes and yeah. gets yeah. my references, but also is able to have intelligent conversations and understands my morals and shares them, mm-hmm. you know, so we're not like mm-hmm. fighting. <laughs> yeah. I think there yeah. has to be like, if you looked at each single one of the things that they listed, if you have, you know, age, race, religion, social class, personality, education, intelligence, and attitude, if every single one of those is different, I have a hard time imagining two people with all of those being different. Right. But I think if certain ones are the same, other ones can be vastly different. D- does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. once again, I'm speaking from personal experience, but I would have a very easy time with dating someone who is pretty much different in any of those. But if none of them overlapped, I think it would be quite difficult because yeah what would you have to talk about like what would you yeah. be able to relate on if you're vastly different but like I just think that, that it's cool that nowadays people are less limited by the boundaries of let's say social class race and religion compared yeah. to even a generation or two above us yeah that being said I don't find it wrong for people to want to date within those things either you know if if you want to date someone who is similar if that's what you want to be similar about then that's what you want to share with that person so I don't think it's particularly wrong but that being said I I see where there's there's kind of a tricky thing where it's like are you doing it because you just care about this and you want to have it in, in common or are you doing this because there's an expectation that you have to be with someone who shares your religion, race, class, whatever. That's so interesting that you bring this up because my family, even since moving to America, is entirely Iranian. Like every Mm -hmm. single person has, Mm -hmm. like people who have married into our family, every single person has at least one family member who's Iranian. Mm -hmm. But no, that's just one. There's only one person who is not 100% Iranian in my family. And that guy is half Iranian, half Peruvian. And he's a doctor. So he was just going to be welcomed no matter what. Um, And I've always said that I will not marry an Iranian. But Mm -hmm. as I'm growing up, I'm kind of like, I don't think I can be with someone that long term who doesn't already have a cultural understanding. Mm-hmm. but yeah. at the same time I'm like well people can learn you know and something that I look for in people is openness and so if they're mm-hmm. open to it then yeah totally especially because dating is exploration yeah you know can't mm-hmm. you don't know what you want until you figure it out which mm-hmm. sounds dumb but it's true you can know what you yeah. want on paper but then get it and it not work out yeah exactly so I think They are quite interesting, but at the same time, again, like if difference puts tension on the relationship, then it's natural for you to seek out something a bit more close to your own identity. Yeah. And that's why that's why it was interesting. Like when when I was looking at a similarity and like what what it was described as, they said that similarity is not just between like romantic partners, but by friends, you know, you you kind of surround yourselves with people who share certain aspects or share certain perspectives so that one's that was such a such a fascinating one I think I'm so interested it's it's probably the thing that I'm most interested in in when looking at couples to understand okay where are there like 
not necessarily to see where their similarities are, but I'm curious what the percentage level, obviously there isn't one percentage level, but I would love to know like, what is the average percentage level that you have similar versus different? Because I see a lot more people who have a lot of similarities and few people that have big differences. And so I'm curious, like, is that just a correlation or is that something that actually is, is fundamental? I don't think it's fundamental. I think maybe there are people who find more peace in difference and then there's people like me who enjoy the similarity because there's a bit of kind of mind reading there Mm -hmm. you know yeah like I can I kind of I can put myself in their shoes and kind of know what they're going through but yeah is there anything that you feel like is missing from that list of attraction factors I think those are the main ones I think that there's probably Mm -hmm. a lot of other research done on different more nuanced aspects but those are kind of the big the big ones but yeah what are our final thoughts on attraction i just love attraction (laughs) period i love attractive people i love attractive people and i love when people are attracted to me i hope that we both have attractive people that cross our paths in in the next week Thank you. That's so nice of you to say. I also, I hope, yeah, I hope we both get to witness the beauty of humans. I feel so philosophical today. Um, Yeah, we shall end it and we shall wish all of our listeners very attractive connections this week. And if, if you guys think that we are hot people alexa play hot girl by charlie xcx please give our podcast five stars i'm sheepishly asking (laughs) for some reviews (laughs) give us reviews no tell and and also uh, comment and tell us what you want us to talk about because we can always use more ideas yeah send us send us a dm on instagram or honestly Text me or because on your review. Most people have my have my phone number who listen. Um, um, okay. Cool. Bye everyone.